The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, Major Professional Events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. And coming to you from the Greater Miami Ski Club, I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and this is the TWBC Podcast, the uh, the latest episode of. And I'm delighted uh, to to have a skier who have been been waiting to interview uh, all season long, and now I've got the first opportunity to do so. Uh, it is none other than Dane Meckler. How are you doing, sir? Good, Tony. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here in Miami, and uh, looks like we got a good event this weekend coming up. Absolutely, yeah. The event in question is the Greater Miami uh, Pro Slalom event, which takes place uh, uh, for the very first time in November. Uh, so far as this season has gone, uh, it's been a, it's, it's kind of had its start, had a, li- had a little bit of a stop, and then you came through uh, really good towards the end, end of the season. Uh, let, let's speak a little bit at the beginning where you competed in the Swiss Pro Slalom. How do you, how do you think that went, went? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I, you know, I felt pretty dialed in. I was just kind of getting ramped up, and I, I joked to people when I talked to them that I, you know, I somewhat had two seasons. You know, unfortunately, I got hurt right after the Masters, and, um, you know, so I had kind of my first season, and then I got hurt and sat at home for three months, basically off the water for 12 weeks, and then um, kind of made a comeback from Malibu Open, Worlds, and then these kind of fall events. So, um, no, the spring was great. I, uh, you know, my, my number one goal was to qualify for Masters, and I did that and ended up fourth there, so... Okay, obviously you're hearing some planes uh, above us. We're directly under the the takeoff uh, flight path uh, for uh, for a lot of these jets uh, leaving out of MIA. So I apologize for that. Uh, we are we are trying to conduct this podcast in an authentic setup right next to a ski lake. You could probably hear the boat uh, behind me. As a matter of fact. So you skied in the Swiss Pro. You actually skied in the Masters, having qualified for it, didn't you, through through the Masters qualification series? A rather unusual setup by most accounts. Uh, how what what was that like for you, preparing for, uh, for 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 these events to qualify for for the Masters? First of all, yeah, I mean, I, actually, I really like the setup having the three LCQs. It really, in my opinion, kind of the you know the skiers who were best at that time were able to qualify. And um, you know, in past, you know, having the elite points. It was always hard for me to qualify. Just wasn't able to get to all the events and you know get the points. And so for me to have this chance where I could get in purely on score and competition was was really good for me. And so I kind of went full on preparation for it. And um, you know the first one at Picos, which is kind of you know a second home site to me, uh, didn't quite go as well as I would have liked. But the second one at Drews, uh, you know, was able to run three and a half at 41 the first round and, and get in and a decent win. And then the second day that ended up being enough and ended up going out and running five. But just kind of peaked at the right time but you know as a result of good preparation indeed and uh, in case you haven't known the news they're going to do exactly the same as set up next year for their for, for next year's masters so that obviously fills you with a little bit of delight uh, deep yeah. down huh no i think it's good I, I think you know having the three kind of kickoff events for a qualifying series is good for our sport and kind of get some excitement going so no I, i'm excited about it 
All right then, Masters, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I hadn't skied in Masters since uh, Junior Masters in 2013, and unfortunately that year we had just... Uh, I'll pause here for the plane. I guess it's okay. Okay, you can still continue. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately that year in 2013, it was just absolutely white capping win and you know unfortunately that wasn't maybe you know it's not a good excuse but I didn't ski very well I, I went down early uh, didn't make the final um, and so that day I remember setting the goal like hey you know you're gonna be back here one day and uh, it took maybe a little bit longer than I would have liked but this year I ended up getting in and it was a you know it was a tremendous experience um, you know the ski on Robin Lakes and even with COVID going on it still felt like just such a a big event and you know you're kind of coming in the gate you get that different feeling than other tournaments and uh it was a great experience and honestly i really hope i can get back there it's you know a big goal of mine to get back and uh hopefully do a little better in the final so i was lucky to make it into the final and got there and um you know it didn't quite go my way but it was a great experience so uh masters uh, you've gotten through that and then and then what happened after that i mean you got yourself involved in an injury with, with the handle kind of give us a yeah. little bit of an overview on that yeah so i was skiing a tournament back home and um you know unfortunately it came around three ball 41 and, and kind of missed the handle and went for the s turn and somehow you know i tried to let go because i didn't quite get back to the handle and somehow the you know the rope of the handle wrapped around my index finger on my right hand and uh, yanked me basically out of my boots forward and um, ripped the glove off. And I knew right then that, you know, it was a pretty serious injury. It was just immediate pain. And I was kind of scared to look, to be honest, if my finger was even there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it was pretty, uh, you know, it was it was a huge bummer. And obviously at the time when it happens, you don't know exactly what happened. And uh, slowly I kind of learned more and more. And, you know, unfortunately basically dislocated that joint, tore the ligaments, and then tore a couple they call them pulleys and they're basically hold the tendon to the bone and uh so i tore that up and it was waiting time it was uh 12 weeks basically off the water a lot of physical therapy to regain the mobility in it and uh you know i'd sit in my house and, and grip handles until i could rest my finger enough on it where i could take the load of the you know from the boat so it was basically yeah almost memorial day to labor day that you know i'd i skied maybe once or twice so it was uh it was it was kind of it was a big bummer so yeah, I mean, you you spent a lot of time off the water, but you did make uh, good use of that time. You try, I mean, you said that you're rehabbing it, but a lot of what a lot of what a lot of what you do off the water, work wise, you know, you could still you could still do uh, video conferences and that yeah. kind of stuff. But but kind of give us a sense. I mean, what do you do uh, work wise right now, or or what did you do back then over that period of time? You know, to try and keep yourself busy and not lose your mind type deal yeah i mean I, I focus mostly on on work and just trying to you know get everything done and without having to travel and, and go to the tournaments i could spend you know a lot more time working and kind of get ahead because i knew the fall season would be busy and um yeah I, I spent a lot of time working and just rehabbing the finger and, and trying to stay in shape while i could um kind of in, in anticipation for being able to come back hopefully as soon as i could so okay so when was your first tournament back um i skied the um well, really, it was Malibu Open. Malibu uh -huh. Open was kind of that was the first tournament. Um, so you so. missed a lot of the great the the events here. I, mean, I did. You, you missed the the U.S. Open, yep. U.S. Nationals. You missed the Hilltop. Yep. And, California and California and, and uh, San Gervasio. Unfortunately, and, I was there. Yeah. And it was just maybe a week after I got hurt. So yeah, I missed oh, those. Wow. You know, four events. So yeah. 
So a bulk of the season just like gone, just like that. So you came back for Malibu Open. How do you feel? How do you feel you you skied and performed there? Honestly, really well. Like I was just, I had such a different perspective coming back. You know, I was. Anytime you get hurt, you don't really know. Okay, you know, am I going to be able to come back, or how long is it going to take? And you know, and you don't really know what the future looks like. And so, just to be able to stand on the dock with everyone and 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 be back at that event and realize, hey, I'm I'm back and. Uh, I was just so grateful to be there, and um, you know, performance-wise, I, I skied, you know, just fine. I, I um, you know, I got a good start at 41 in the final, and and just went inside four ball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually, I was kind of kicking myself after I probably could have got around it, but um, you know, ended up with three and in the runoff, and went down early in 39 in the runoff, and that was that. But uh, I think I ended up the fifth or so, and. Um, you know, it was a solid event, and was super happy as my first tournament coming back. How much do you? How much video analysis do you do uh, on your performances? I mean, um, do you do you go out of your way to watch yourself? I do. You know, thanks to you guys having such good coverage, it's easy to go back and and you know say, hey, you know, I, I was feeling this, and to be able to go back and and see what actually happened. And you know, that was an instance right there. It was like I was coming around three, thinking, hey, I'm I can get to four. Didn't get around it. And I'm like, man, I felt pretty pretty close to that and went back and watched i'm like wow why did i you know why did i not get around that but um you know i, I do less in practice i think you can get too into it and, and overanalyze it you know i like to just feel more than than you know critique myself i mean you do now and then but um i do go back and watch the webcast for yeah. your commentary mostly yeah <laughs> uh, no I, I don't think so he's being a little bit facetious with that ladies <laughs> and gentlemen but uh, you don't get bogged down into the long grass of over analysis i take it no i don't you know i like i just love to ski i go out and you know if the set doesn't go well i don't i don't overthink it all right then so world championships you 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 scored five uh, at the, the 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 second lcq right yeah. uh, and then you went one step beyond I did, yeah. You know, I, I, once again, I really, there was no excuses for, you know, for not being prepped for Worlds. At that time, I guess I had four weeks to prep a full-on training, and, you know, which, which honestly was pretty ideal. Um, and I felt like I was peaking at the right time. I was running a lot of, you know, deep in the 41, almost every day in practice, every set getting to four, or, you know, at least a good start and beyond two. And um, in the prelim, I, you know, only getting two I, I hit three but they did you know I, I didn't get three and right then and there I didn't think it was enough you know and I was super bummed and I was basically when the runoff started to come together I just had that feeling of I'm just really lucky to be even have a chance to get into the final I, d- I didn't think two would be enough so in for the and penny and for the pound yeah I mean I it was a little bit of a you know I can't say the pressure was off but it was a different perspective it was hey this is you know you, you basically didn't make the final but now you got a chance to get in and um, you know, standing on that dock, I don't, I don't know. I remember telling Janine, I'm like, I'm 100% getting in this final. Like, I don't, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to make it in. And I told her, you know, I didn't know how they were going to choose. And the whole time I said, hey, if I win the coin toss, I'm going first. Like, I'm going to go and set the state, you know, set the bar. And luckily it, it played in my favor where I drew my name first, you know, and, and was able to go out there first, which is, um, you know, where I would like to be in that, in that moment. And, um, you know, it, it came together and, um, you know, ran 39, and at that point I was like, all right, just, you know, get to three, but don't stop, and kind of just kept going. Um, you know, I felt like once I got to three ball, I, you know, I personally I thought it was enough, and so it was a little bit of, like, bonus round, and I was like, all right, just keep going, keep turning, keep turning, because I felt like it would have been enough for those guys, and luckily I ran it because the three guys behind me, oh. they, they skied, you know, unbelievable, and 
you know, it's insane. The, that runoff was, was just, uh, yeah, it was unreal. It was a yeah. cool moment. When you ran that pass, was it more a sense of euphoria or more a sense of relief that finally after all these years you managed to get around the six buoy at 41? I mean, it was just so many emotions in one, Tony. You know, it was the, it was the you, you made it into the final, you know, euphoria, right? It was... But, it, I mean, I, I will say there was a bit of relief to it. Uh, 41 is such a, you know, things just have to go really well. And um, to, to make that happen in that moment was, was so cool. With all the people on the shore and everyone watching your webcast and, and having you guys have broadcast, you know, t- to the level that you have and to be able to bring that to the event. And, yeah, it was a really cool moment. It, it was definitely a highlight of my career. So. Okay, then you made it into the final, so what happened there? Yeah, you know, I kept going back and forth. Um, I think, you know, everyone somewhat heard that, you know, coming back was maybe a little bit better at Jack's. You know, the water's a little bit deeper, and so-and-so. Mm-hmm. People had talked about that, and, and the night before, or two nights before, I had run 41 coming back, so the whole time I was like, all right, I'm going to start at 12, you know, and take 41 coming back to the dock, and then just the absolute perfect headwind off the dock kind of came up and it, it was enough to uh convince me to to change my plan and start at 13 and um you know it i think just coming off of that high of running 41 and it, it was a little bit hard for me to like you know to kind of refocus and reset if i'm being honest it was um it was such a huge moment and to, to kind of recollect and you know that next ride on the water after such a huge moment uh to have the you know be the finals of the world it was it was a little bit challenging but um you know, ended up eighth, which I was somewhat bummed, but I can't be too bummed. I mean, considering yeah. the year I had and my finger and getting hurt, I it was just, it was, it really was a good placement for me, so. All right, the tournament's coming afterwards. I, be- I believe you skied in the Mastercraft, is that right? Yep. And how'd that go? Oh, it went pretty good, you know. I, it was a little bit challenging in the final. Unfortunately, I missed the handle at 39, and you know, I guess apart from Masters, that was the first 39 I had missed in, in a couple seasons. I was I was pretty bummed about that. I caught the handle with my wrist in the final, um, ended up sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but would have been nice had I run the 39. I think, you know, that far wind and being a lefty, um, you know, played in my favor, but I didn't get there, so. Yeah, I mean, the conditions were uh, were definitely uh, out of the ordinary, certainly. I mean, with the with the, with the wind blowing at the opposite end of the course and the fact that the uh, that the initial round had to be curtailed and postponed uh, to the uh, the second day. And I asked this of Brian Detrick whether, whether, whether he believed the judges made the right call. He, he believes so, and do you feel the same Abs- way? Absolutely. I mean, I was watching, you know, th- these guys are the best in the world, and to see them, you know, I think I made the comment, I saw Joel Poland, I think, miss 35 off, and the, and the guy's the most athletic person we, we have in our sport. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and to see him go down in 35, it's like, all right, it, it is really, really bad. So, um, no, absolutely made the right decision for safety for, for a number of reasons. We had plenty of time, and, the, you know, the, the way it was handled was really good. All right, then. So we're here in Miami, uh, last tournament of the season. Uh, you've got you've got uh, opportunity to move up in the Warski Pro Tour standings, I believe, based upon the amount of points that you're doing. But uh, but I mean, aside uh, aside from from that, I mean, the Waterski Pro Tour has, has has obviously made some good inroads this season and in, in, in exposing the sports and making it viable over the over the season over the long term of the season. How do you feel about uh, the prospects going forward for the Waterski Pro Tour? Uh, I think it's tremendous. You know, the, I, I I love what you guys are doing with the webcast, bringing the action to everyone and high quality. And you know, the team of you and Vince is just. 
it's truly it's unbelievable it's it's super good for us we're very lucky and you know the whole water ski pro tour thing i I think it's great because i talk to a lot of non-skiers and they want to watch and they want to keep track and and before it was pretty hard and and so now i can literally send them one link they have the schedule on there you know the, the notifications they've got the webcast everything consolidated and you know is there improvement sure but you know it's a tremendous start it's um you know i think it's truly going to help our sport and you know combining that with with the webcast that you guys have been putting out is we're very lucky and you know going going good places with all of this couple of things uh i meant i mentioned a little bit and i alluded to this in in the in the discussion so far as what you were doing over the summer you were involved in one job what was that yeah so i i'm changing jobs actually um so i was involved in corporate development for actually a big tire distributor and so we looked for um investments for the company to make both internal and external uh to kind of acquire companies and uh, kind of build inorganic growth and and that and now i'm uh, actually changing so Monday I start a new role. So so instead of searching for the next like local small-time pet boys to acquire on a national level, you're doing... Yeah, so now I'll be working for, um, it's called HBM Holdings. They are a, um, you know, it's a family office, basically private equity company. And so um, they operate six portfolio platform companies and they're looking to, to scale and buy more. And so... Um, you know, I'll be a manager on their team looking for potential acquisitions for them to, to go out and acquire. What so, kind of in- industries are we talking so about? So they do manufacturing um, in a number of different areas, but, you know, medical devices, packaging, um, you know, but, but namely manufacturing. So, so manu- manufacturing of like surgical equipment and that yeah. kind of stuff, that, yeah. all, the, all of that kind of equipment. Yeah. And it's obviously getting, getting close, to, close to, to the time where you'd have to earn a little bit more in the way of money because you've got a wedding coming up. We do, you? yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Janine and I, she's actually here skiing with me. I convinced her to come and ski the, this Pro Slalom tournament, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we've, uh, it's been a little bit tricky for us to plan with COVID, but we're finally, uh, you know, the borders are open and so we can, we can finally plan. So hopefully next summer or, you know, soon here, we'll, we'll have some good plans coming. So maybe a dual wedding, maybe here in the United States and maybe a ceremony in Germany, possibly. I'll, I I'll say, uh, to be determined, but yeah, certainly, uh, you know, that, that is certainly a big question. So. And obviously, you, uh, I mean, your your family is deeply involved in skiing. I mean, your father, yeah. your mother, uh, I, I believe, are both skiers. You you have an older brother yep. who used to ski for Arizona State. He did, and uh, you know, I mean, I mean, their support has been invaluable, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, like like most people in our sport, you know, your family, is, it, you this sport is would be so hard, you know. I mean, I just owe them so much to, you know, getting me involved and, you know, getting me to the right places and taking me to, you know, all the tournaments and all the equipment and and all the time on the water. I mean, it's just it's really unbelievable looking back at at how much they did for us. And, uh, you know, that's 100 percent the reason why I'm here today. So. All right, then. Uh, We're going to round off the podcast right here. Thank you very much for being a participant. And normally I give this opportunity to to my interviewee to to express some thanks and acknowledgments to those who... uh, who have supported uh, you so far away yeah no i mean 100 percent to janina for all her support and uh, you know being there for me especially this season getting hurt and you know kind of being there for me and you know obviously to my parents um you know good skis and masterline and and eagle and you know I, i've got so much support in my court so i, I appreciate it to everybody 
All right, then. I've been Tony Lightfoot. He's been uh, Dane Meckler, and this has been the latest edition of the TWBC podcast. So until next time, it is ciao for now. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.